I believe that education is a gateway to success. We must properly fund education if we want to be able to attract high-quality jobs and the jobs of the future, which is why I'm still red for ed. I'm still red for ed because we need high-quality schools in every state and zip code regardless of socioeconomic status. I'm still red for ed because we should pay our teachers as if the job they're doing, educating future generations, is the most important job in the world, because it is. I'm still red for ed because class sizes are too large for effective learning. In Arizona, the average class sizes are over 30 students per class. I'm still red for ed because our students deserve better. Here are some stats about education in Arizona. 51st for student to teacher ratio. Arizona's dropout rate is three times higher than Iowa's and 48th in the nation. 47th in education funding. We cannot wait to fully fund education. We cannot wait to give our teachers the raise they deserve so we can recruit and retain the best teachers. We cannot wait to lower class sizes. We cannot wait to give our students the education they deserve. I talked to Richard Dieter, a former independent candidate for the Iowa State House and host of the podcast, The Buzz Addiction and the podcast about nothing. And I asked him a couple of questions. First question, what do you think of school vouchers that allow students to attend private and charter schools and receive scholarships from the state? His answer was, I'm not against school vouchers where there are failing schools, but vouchers to send a kid to private school where the family can afford it is unacceptable. I believe we need to continue to invest in public education, but in so doing, be willing to reform the entire system. Our kids deserve the best, and the status quo is not the best. The second question was, how would you ensure equitable education funding for all schools? His answer, many states focus on a per-pupil model. Here in Iowa, we also have a formula that adds money based on ethnicity, disability, and other factors. But what isn't taken into account is the socioeconomic status of the schools, employment rates, violence, distance to travel to school. We need to do a better job of creating equal opportunities for all students, and we are still a far way from that. It's a massive challenge because it is a mindset shift. The third and final question was, what are your thoughts on universal pre-kindergarten programs? His answer was, over time, the data has shown that pre-K programs work in improving learning for kids to, of all backgrounds. The key to installing something like universal pre-K is to ensure everyone has access. That means busing and care and food and the funding to pay the teachers. This isn't a replacement for daycare, but rather an investment in education. We must invest in education. It's so important that we can ensure that our students have a good education so that they could do the jobs of the future. We need to be able to work on attracting high-quality jobs so that we may remain competitive as a nation, as in a 21st century economy. We must invest in education. We must invest in our students, our teachers, and our classrooms. If you've got comments or questions about this episode of the PolySum podcast, I'd really like to hear them. You could tweet them at me at JRTSumner2000, or you could go to anchor.fm slash polysum and record a voice message that might be on my next episode of the podcast. And if you enjoy this podcast, please don't forget to like it and share it.